Hey, this is H1, and we're about to run it back with another episode. Yes, sir. And guess what? I'm bringing back the chest visualization training part two. If you haven't did part one yet, I I rather that you did part one before you listen to part two. But if that was too easy for you and you're trying to get more advanced, then part two is about to start. So stay with me as we get into part two on visualization and making pretty much the past exercises a little bit harder. Making the past exercises just a little bit harder. Not that much. Just a little bit. Maybe you might think it's a little bit weird, but I know you can do it. And I'm doing this again because a lot of people like this. So I'm just going to continue doing this maybe once every season. I don't know. As H1, I'm good with the surprises. I'm really good with the surprises. I'm really good with pleasing people, too. So if you want to see this, cool. Awesome. It, It takes a lot of research and a lot of concentration, so I don't mess up any of the piece movements, but... I'm proud that y'all want to increase your visualization pretty much because visualization in chess is important. And if you don't have it, then you can't progress to become a better player. Okay, disclaimer, don't do these visualization training stuff in the car while you're driving. I do not want you to get into an accident. Please don't do it. I am not going to be the reason reason that you do that and I don't want that on my conscience so don't do that to me don't do that to age one other than that oh yeah I gotta do my plug I am on Instagram h1 chess I am on Facebook chess knowledge with h1 and I do have a YouTube channel with instructional chess videos and me playing chess called chess knowledge with h1 if you want to see me um pretty much do the exact same thing as I'm doing right now talking but actually you can see the board in front and plus I got a goal on my YouTube channel I guess I could talk about the goal the goal on my YouTube channel is to get over a thousand subscribers that will be my long-term goal just as this podcast is popping off I want the YouTube to go too I just love doing both of them so much and just Everybody that's listening and everybody that's been with me from the beginning, thank you. And I know I normally do the thank yous at the be- at the end, but I just felt obligated to do it now. So stay tuned as we go on this journey of chest visualization. Before we start, I just wanted to go over a few requirements. First of all, you should all automatically know the chess piece movements. If you don't know the chess piece movements, you should not be here with H1 right now. You should be in the other one listening to the other episodes because you're in the wrong arena. You're in the wrong area. And I need you to be in the level that you are on. And which is the level of starting from scratch. 
But if you know a little bit about chess and you know how to, all the chess pieces move and checks, captures, checkmate, if you know the board, basically when I say if you know the board, do you know the difference between files, ranks, and square names, then you're all good. You're all set to be here with H1. Another thing, oh yeah, and another thing you should know is algebraic notation too, because that's what I'm going to be going based off of the visual the visualization techniques, which I did in the first episode of the chess visualization training. You should do this with a, if you're a beginner, you should do this with a chessboard, but I guess you don't have to. Um, for beginners, you can do this training with a chessboard if you're just learning. Intermediate players should focus on doing this with just your mind. So basically closing your eyes or looking away from the board. And I'll explain more in depth later on how to do this. Advanced players should focus on sharpening their visualization skills. So this might seem as easy as first, but advanced players should be focused on accuracy when I'm saying these moves. These moves should be clear as day. Man, that bishop's going right there. And if that bishop goes right there, then there's checkmate in three, pretty much. That's what advanced players should be doing. And I will be throwing curveballs just like the first one to make the training a little bit harder for people who have been playing chess longer than um, the beginners. If you have do this, then you will gain no results. So no cheating because H1 is always watching you. I just need you to do one thing for H1. I need you to do one thing. Please focus. Don't cheat. Focus with H1 a lot more. You will see some results in your next games if you practice with me. Keep on doing this. And go back to the first one because you might have forgot it. Another thing for people who are beginning this, even beginners, all levels, don't give up. Just try again if you don't get it the first time. If you give up, then your brain is giving up and you're limiting your brain capabilities. You don't want your brain to psychologically change itself and for you to be like, oh man, I can't do that. Then you're already psychologically ruined. If you keep on pressing, then your brain will be like, oh, snap, he's or she's trying to do something new. Huh, this is a, a awesome technique. Let me push this body just a little bit further so that we can visualize that piece going right there. That's what basically we want our brain to do. OK, since we got that out of the way, let's begin the chest visualization training. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
we are back doing the exercise chest visualization training of peace movement. And we're not going to start out with the hard exercise. We're going to start off just at the point of where we left off in the first video. If you don't remember the exercise, I will explain. We're going to clear the board off. Clear the board off. No pieces should be on the board. And we are visualizing a knight being on A1. A white knight being on A1. That's the only piece that should be on the board. A white knight on A1. And you shouldn't be putting an actual piece on the board, even though I said, <laughs> said to do it. You should be visualizing that piece on A1. And it's a knight. The goal with that knight, we're going to be visualizing that knight traveling to the H8 square. Just like in the first episode of the chest visualization training, we are going to travel with that knight from the A1 square to H8. Stay with me. Stay tuned. Don't give up. Let's do it with H1. Okay. The first move. Knight to C2. Knight to E3. Knight to F5. Knight to G7. Knight to D6. Did you catch that? If you did, you are an amazing person. The knight cannot go to D6. <laughs> so, if you didn't catch it, just bear with me, okay? You'll get it. But the knight is on G7. And we're going to go to E6. Not D6. Knight to G7 to E6. Let's move on from E6. Knight to F8. Knight to G6. What's the last move? If you're visualizing this, can the knight go to H8? That's the question. Can the knight go to H8? If you said yes, then you are correct. Let's move the knight back to A1. After the knight went to the destination on H8, which is messed up. But now let's push that knight back. Let's go a different path than the one that we did the first time. So, instead of going to knight C2, we are going to try knight B3. And we're still traveling to H8 square. Let's go. Knight B3. Knight C5. Knight D7. Knight F6. 
can the knight on f6 go to the h8 square? Can the knight on f6 hop to the h8 square? No, it cannot go to the h8 square. That is not how the knight moves. That's a too long L. That, that L is too long. But let's maneuver, and I'm going to ask you that question again in about two more moves. Or three. The knight is on F6. Let's... <clears throat> Sorry. The knight is on F6. Let's continue. Knight G8. Knight H6. Knight F7. Can the knight go to H8? Yes, that knight can go to H8. And the knight made it home. Congratulations if you have did that visualization spot on. Now we are going to do a different test. We are going to make this a little bit harder. Just a tiny bit. Not that hard. So, for you to solve this, you are going to need to know a thing about fire. If you don't know what fire is, you're going to make this really hard for yourself. This is the deal. This is what we're going to do. We are going to pretend that the fifth rank is on fire and is forbidden that night to go on the fifth rank. If you don't know what the ranks is, let me explain. The rank is the number on the side and that whole rank is that number on the side and the letters are the files we are going to pretend that that fifth rank is on fire and if the knight goes to that fifth rank then it will be destroyed so throughout this challenge we are going to avoid the fifth rank Avoid that knight stepping on the fifth rank at all. Is everybody ready? Same rules apply. The knight is on A1, and we're going to travel to H8. Let's go. Knight to C2. Knight to D4. Knight to E6. Knight to F4. Knight to G6. Knight to H8. If you did that correctly, then good job. Did you see how we avoided the fifth rank? Because we couldn't step on it. We avoided the fifth rank. If you followed that, then you're going, then you're doing pretty well. Let's go a different path. And then this is going, 
And then this is going to be the end of this segment. The fifth rank is still on fire. And we have to avoid it at all costs. Knight to B3. Knight to D2. Knight to E4. Knight to F2. Knight to G4. Can the knight go to H6? Can the knight go to H6 from G4? If you answered yes, then yes, you are correct. The knight can go to H6. That is a legal move. And I said that the fifth rank is on fire. The fifth rank is forbidden, is forbidden for the knight to move on. So let's continue. Knight to H6. Knight to F7. Knight to H8. If you followed all that, then congratulations. I will be doing this again. But the next time we come back, it will be a lot harder. It will be be a lot harder because we're going to have a lot more fiery files and ranks. So stay tuned for the next chess visualization training of this exercise. Alright, H1 is back and we're about to get down to business on the second exercise that I did on the last one. Am I going to stop saying that? We know that I did the first one. This is why I'm doing the second one. And if you haven't watched the first one, then you need to stop and watch the first one first. I said watch. I mean, listen, you know, you understand H1. But the second exercise is called chest visualization training of remembering piece placement. So this is the deal. Let me explain to you what I mean. We are I am going to tell you where all the pieces are on the chessboard. So in your visualization, the chessboard should be empty. It should be clear. No pieces should be on it until I tell you about the pieces that are on the chessboard. And I'm going to repeat this just one time. If you are a beginner, if you are a beginner, then you should be practicing visualization. If you are learning from scratch and you don't know nothing and you're still learning how the pieces move, then use the board, put the pieces on the board and just follow along with H1. But if you're a beginner that knows what checkmate is and um, knows how all the pieces move and you're trying to get better at visualization, then have the board, look at the board. Don't just don't put the pieces on the board. I know it will be hard at first, 
bear with me. Intermediate players practice not having the board. Practice not having a board and putting the pieces aside and visualizing all of this in your head. It will hurt at first. It might be a little bit annoying, but in the long run, you will thank me later. I promise you will. Advanced players, you know the deal. Accuracy. Be accurate as possible. If it's not clear where all the pieces are, and if it's still fuzzy after I tell you these piece placements, then that is something that you need to work on. Let's continue with this exercise. Usually, I will tell you where all the pieces are, and then I will ask you specific questions about the position. Let's get to it. We got the first position here, and let's start. There is a king on D6. A white king on D6. A white rook on H1. A black king on D8. A black rook on H8. And I'm going to and I'm going to repeat it one more time. For the other few positions, I'm not going to repeat it anymore, but I'm going to repeat this one more time. The white king is on D6. The white rook is on H1. The black king is on D8. The black rook is on H8. A few questions. An easy one. Can the white king go to E6? Can the white king go to E6? If he answered yes, then you are correct. H1's, <laughs> H1's congratulating you. Good job for visualizing that out. Another one. If it was Black's move, can Black move the Rook to F7? If it was Black's move, can Black move their Rook to F7? No, they can't move their Rook to F7. Because their Rook is on H8. That Rook can't just move ranks like that. That would be crazy. That Rook is not a knight. Another question. Last question for this position. Does White have checkmate in one move? Does White have checkmate in one move? If you answered yes, then you are correct. And what is the move? A follow-up question. What is that? What is the move? Well, you might have thought about this when I was saying the position, but the white king, the white rook, I mean, the white pieces are in a winning position, 
and the rucks are on the same file. They're on the same H file. If it was White's move, then the rook on H1 can capture the rook on H8. And since the king on D6 is directly in front in front of the black king on D8, then that is checkmate. Okay, let's move on to the next position. And you might be thinking these are kind of the same positions that we did in the first visualization training episode, but this exercise is a lot harder than the past one. The past one is easier than these next two. I will be going slower on these next two exercises, just building up your visualization skills. We're not going to put too many pieces on the board yet until everybody is feeling comfortable and ready to do it. Let's get into the second position. Clear the board. No rooks, no kings should be on the board right now. Clear your visualization board. Okay, here we go. The black king is on B6. The black king is on B6. The white king is on A8. The white king is on A8. The black knight is on A6. The black knight is on A6. The black bishop is on B5. The black bishop is on B5. A few questions about this position. What color bishop do black have? Which color bishop do black have? Do they have a dark square bishop or a light square bishop? I'll give you a moment to think about it. Well, black has a like, <laughs> a like, a light square bishop. Black has a light square bishop. Another question. Can white move their king to B8? Can white move their king to B8? No, they cannot move their king to B8. Why not? Why can't the white king move to B8? Well, the black knight on A6 is preventing the white king to move to B8. That would be an illegal move. One more question. Black has checkmate in one move. How can black get the white king in checkmate in one move? 
If you mention the bishop, then you are correct. Black can move their bishop to c6, checkmating the white king. The white king cannot go to a7 because of the king on b6. The white king cannot go to b7 because of the king on b6. And then and the white king cannot go to b8 because of the knight covering the b8 square on a6. One more position. Clear the board. We're starting anew. H1, H1 promise. This is the last position. Okay. Started from the beginning. Started from scratch. Let's get it. The white king is on H4. The white knight is on F6. The black queen is on C8. The black king is on F4. The black knight is on G3. Okay, let's get started. Let's talk about this position right quick. A few questions here. Does black have checkmate in one move? Actually, more specifically, can black do queen g4 to checkmate the white king? Would that be checkmate if black did queen to g4? If you said no, then you are correct. Why wouldn't that be checkmate? The queen is in front of the king and the king can capture the queen because of the f4 knight. Not the knight. The f4 king. Because I mentioned the white knight on f6 and the white knight on f6 is covering the g4 square another question can the white king go to h5 can the white king go to h5 no the white king cannot go to h5 the white king cannot go to h5 because of the black knight on g3. One of the last questions. How can we get checkmate with the black pieces in two moves? How can we get checkmate with the black pieces in two moves? Well, the queen cannot go to g4 to get checkmate because of the white knight, but the queen can go to h8 to deliver check to the white king. After the black queen delivers check to the white king, the white king cannot go to any other square, but the white pieces have to move the knight to block the check 
let's do knight h5. Can black capture that knight on h5? Yes, they can capture that knight on h5. But, it has to be with the queen to deliver checkmate. The queen is defended by the knight on g3. So the king cannot capture the queen on h5. And the king is defending the knight on g3. The black king is defending the knight on g3. So the white king cannot capture the knight. Okay, that will be it for this segment. Stay tuned for the next one. Hey, this is the last exercise. This is the exercise chest visualization training of the opening moves. I need you to do something for me. Don't clear the board. Set up the starting position in your mind, in your head. Start up this. <laughs> Start up. Do the starting position on the board. And if you don't know what the starting position is, you have to look it up. But for those intermediate and beginner players that know how all the pieces move in the starting position, then you're on the right track. We are going to go over opening moves and the names of the opening moves. Let's get started. White does E4. Black does E5. White does knight f3. Black does knight c6. White does bishop b5. Black does d6. White does d4. Okay, that's it. I promise you, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's about four moves. And it must seem like a lot of moves since black and white did this opening. If you gathered all this, if you visualized this, then good job. If you know what opening this is, good job too. This opening is called the Roy Lopez Steinitz Defense. The Roy Lopez Steinitz Defense. And if you want just a bonus question, if you want a bonus question, can black take the pawn on d4? Can black take the pawn on d4? Yes, black can take the pawn on d4 with the pawn on e5. Not the knight, the knight is pinned but with the pawn on e5. All right, let's do another one. Okay. G3. White does G3.
Black does E5. White does G2. Black does D5. White does D3. Black does Knight C6. White does Knight F3. One more move. Keep staying with me. Black does Knight F6. White castles kingside. If you made it this far, good job. This is where we're stopping. I know your brain might be like, ah, I don't know what's going on, but just keep on pushing through it. Rewind it if you have to. This opening is called the Hungarian opening. The Hungarian opening by White. Which is kind of basically a king's Indian defense structure by White. But it's called the king's Indian attack structure. Depending on which pawn White pushes up. They can push up E4 or C4. But yeah. It's it's the the Hungarian opening. I said it right the first time. But anyway, let's do some more openings. Let's back to the starting position. White does E4. Black does E6. White does D4. Black does D5. White does E5. Black does C5. White does Knight F3. Black does Knight C6. White does Bishop D3. Black captures pawn on D4. You might be thinking, what opening is this, H1? This is called the French defense. Advanced variation. These are one of the defenses that black can do to reply against e4. And this is a very dangerous opening if black accepts the pawn on d4, which he did. There have been many games in this opening. Many games. Let's go over one more opening, and then after that, we'll be done with this exercise, chest visualization training of the opening moves. White does D4. Black does Knight F6. White does C4. Black does E6. 
White moves knight f3. Black moves d5. White does g3. Black captures, d captures c4. White does bishop g2. Black does bishop e7. Okay, there we go. We're going to stop right there. And I did, I advanced one move on each one of the openings just to stretch out your mind a little bit further than what you can do. Visualization is kind of just like working out when you have to bulk up. If you do the same exercises each day, then your body's going to get used to those same exercises. And your body's just going to plateau and you're not going to get stronger. It's the exact same thing with visualization and chess. If you don't keep on progressing your mind and reaching heights that you haven't reached before, then you're going to plateau. And we don't want to do that. We want to progress your mind into thinking, man, okay, I can do this. I can think like this. I can see that very clearly during a game. I know what this opening is. And we want to make sure that your mind is transforming itself, to, uh, transforming to become a better player, so that you can be a, so that you can be the grandmaster one of these days. You know, I want your brain to be as powerful as a grandmaster, and I want you to say once you be the grandmaster, be like, hey, this podcast by H one done it, bro. <laughs> Oh, man, I'd be having too much fun with this. Back to the position. If you kept the visualization in your head, I'm sorry. This opening that we did was called the Catalan opening. Open defense. Classical line. These. Not these. This opening, the Catalan opening, is one of my favorite openings. This opening is one of my favorite openings because as white, I feel superior. I feel like I have a lot of activity. And if black doesn't know the opening, then I'm definitely getting an advantage. Honestly, this opening just makes me excited. (laughs) But that's just for me. Everybody else has their different opinions about openings. And that's why chess is so beautiful because... Each person has their own chess personality, and I will be doing an episode on that pretty soon. But that is the last opening that we was going to go over, and thank you for sitting here and listening. If you got this far, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. H1 is just going to get straight to it with the thank yous and appreciating everybody that is here. We are the H1 fam. We get to it. I promise you we do. This is the best community in the world. (laughs) Oh, 
sometimes I be on my Dwayne Johnson too much. Nah, I be on The Rock too much because when I was a younger kid, I used to love watching WWE, WWF, all that type of stuff. Um, TLC, tables, ladders, and chair matches, and all that dope wrestling stuff that I don't watch anymore since... (sighs) Hopefully no little kids are watching this, but... Or listening. But wrestling is fake. I'm just going to spare the pain of all the little kids that are watching wrestling and just saying that on this podcast so that we can just grow up. And I just hope that after me telling you that, you come to the conclusion of growing up and automatically investing in Tesla. (laughs) If you're not investing in Tesla, what are you investing in? (laughs) Yeah, H1. Yeah, we're dope. This community is dope. I appreciate all the thank yous, all the people that message me. Just to let everybody know, you can um, DM me, message me if you have any questions about this podcast or anything on Instagram, on H1Chess. If you message me on Facebook, I'm not going to lie. I kind of feel bad about one message, but I might not see it as much because I, I don't be on Facebook that much and... I don't know all the little ink, the all the little techniques of Facebook. And if I don't see your message on Facebook, then it's it's for a reason. I don't know Facebook that much. I don't know that community that much, even though I do got a Facebook group and I'm trying to learn it. So the the bigger that group gets, the the more awesome it's going to be. But anyway, have a good day. Hopefully it's not snowing where you live because it's definitely snowing over here. Yep, that's it. Let's run it back with H1 one more time in the next segment next week. Peace!